When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Pain Game YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. Today we are talking UFC. Last night it was UFC 298 and they've also announced the UFC 300 main event. And the UFC, whenever they do these, they like to make it like their own WrestleMania. UFC 100 was Brock Lesnar versus Frank Mir. We had GSP on there. We had Bisping versus Henderson. It was star-studded. UFC 200, we had John Jones versus Cormier. Obviously it fell through at the last second due to John Jones being on steroids. But we all also had Brock Lesnar there that night. Again, star-studded. So you're thinking for UFC 300, we're going to get a hell of a main event. It will feature Alex Pereira defending his light heavyweight title against Jamal Hill. <laughs> that face right there is exactly how I feel about this fight. Don't get me wrong, it's a good fight, I'm looking forward to watching it, but no different than most other fights in the UFC that are of, of a decent standard. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching the fight. I'm not going to be counting the days down. I'm, this isn't star power. I'm not excited to watch the build-up and the countdown oh my god i can't believe they made this fight the excitement level is meh it's no different to any other good fight in the ufc yeah i'm looking forward to watching it it's not aspinall versus jones it's not Ngannou versus jones it's not the level of fight that you should have for that and this is an, a real reflection of the ufc now in terms of star power this has been years and years of dana white slowly but surely squashing the star power of ufc fighters to maintain the dominance of the brand so that we we don't have another Conor McGregor moment where a fighter approaches becoming bigger than the brand itself. And this is the result. And everything I've been saying about the lack of stars in the UFC is staring you right in the face that this is the UFC 300 card. Pereira defending his title, Wei Zhang, I don't care. Gaethje versus Holloway is a good fight. I really don't think Holloway you know belongs at that weight class though. If you go to watch Oliveira fight, the level of excitement that I had for Brock Lesnar, Frank Mir, Bisping Henderson, JSP defending his title against Alvarez, I believe it was. Mega, that was. This is nowhere near that. And the UFC is supposed to be getting better. Well, in terms of star quality, it's clearly not. It's getting worse. And look, Conor McGregor could have been the guy, right? But for whatever reason, they're not doing it. Dana's been asked about it in the press conference. This is what he said. What is the holdup with his return? What do you mean? This is what I'm talking about. What do you mean? We've been waiting for Conor McGregor to come back for, what, best part of a year now. And it keeps getting delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed. Conor's doing every interview saying he's dying to come back. What the fuck do you think we mean? He's literally insulting the intelligence of people at this point. Well, the first problem was that he broke that shin bone. He was recovering from that. He recovered from the shin bone months and months and months ago and declared himself fit to fight months ago. Not a problem anymore. Stop naming that. And the other problem is he's fucking rich. And how does that present uh, an issue to you with negotiations? Great question, by the way. Great follow-up question. Good on this guy. Put it on him, because this thing of McGregor's rich as, an ex as a reason why he's not fighting. Tell us, is he not wanting to fight because he's rich? Because everything that's coming out of his mouth is saying that he wants to fight. So are you calling him a liar? I wanted to go full Tyson Fury on this guy and put him onto it. But unfortunately, none of these guys can, because if you follow up with hard questions, you get banned. Because Conor McGregor... Conor uh, McGregor doesn't need money. So are we at a point here where Conor McGregor may never fight for the UFC? Can you say that? If you had shitloads of money. Answering questions with a question. You tried to gaslight us, but apparently, if you're rich, 
You don't need to fight anymore. How many fucking rich fighters carry on fighting? Shut the fuck up with this bullshit, man. Be sitting here right now asking me this fucking question? No. No, you would not. That just answered your question. So you call in McGregor a liar then? Because the guy keeps telling everyone who listened to him and he keeps turning up at every fucking boxing event that he'll sponsor that he's desperate to fight. So what the fuck is going on then? Well, I answered no. So, but I was at, so you're saying there's a, there's a chance that Conor McGregor will not fight again for the UFC? I don't know. Well, you've had Michael Chandler sat on the sidelines fighting no one for the, over fucking 12 months. So you fucking should know, mate. Money complicates a lot of things. He just filmed a movie. He's got to do the uh, the press for the movie and... Oh, shut up, man. McGregor's begging to come back and fight every interview. So he's either a fucking liar or you're a liar. Someone's fucking lying here. Sick of this shit. Honestly. So under the fights of UFC 298, I'm starting off with Henry Cejudo, who got bullied in his final fight, what looks like his final fight in the UFC ever. This is a two-weight champion, a Olympic gold medalist, and a legend of the sport. But Merab just dominated him. He was one step ahead all night, and it really culminated in the moment where he picks up Cejudo, walks him across the octagon, and Cejudo, like a child, slams him down, gives him a dig on the floor. And it was like a moment of, wow, we've never seen Henry Cejudo be made to look like this before and that's when you know it's over and I've got to think the first time Cejudo retired he did it in a position of power he'd won two titles he thought I'm in a good position to ask for more money right now instead of carrying on defending the title because ironically that's when you're getting a bigger piece of the pie on the pay-per-view he walked away at that point and played a power power play against the UFC of going if you want me it's going to cost you more money one of the dumbest things I've ever seen a UFC fighter do ever and I like Cejudo in terms of his knowledge of the sport he's a genius but in terms of his p playing of the game terrible that he gave away momentum he gave away octagon time and he's never looked the same since coming back and the saddest thing is is this was his fight where if i don't win i'm retiring and yet they never gave him the microphone this time to let him say his piece and dana white goes on record as saying well he's already retired so we're not gonna give him the microphone this time you know you've this is merab's moment and we're gonna give him the microphone as if we don't have enough time for a, a, just a couple of minutes in the octagon to give a guy who won two division titles an olympic gold medalist and you know is a real legend in my book of the sport just to give him a couple of minutes yes he fucked around last time and he made that mistake just give him a couple of minutes to just say goodbye to the fans we don't have time for that we've got time to make sure that there's a camera placed directly on ian gary's wife to make sure that her cheering her husband on is we get that in but we don't have time for a guy who's won two fucking titles to give him a moment to just say it's over i'm done now i'm not having a go about the ian and gary wife thing right i'm not even bothered about that but the point is you can be bothered to do that but you won't give him the time to hang the gloves up in style that's the level of disrespect you get from dana white he doesn't give a fuck man and honestly i'm i'm kind of the older i get now i used to really idolize dana white i used to think what a guy like what he's done for that company is unbelievable and i'll not take away from what he's done as a businessman but when you see what he's doing with slap fighting you see the way he treated cejudo in that moment of not just not even giving a shit yeah henry cejudo made that mistake but he deserves his moment dana white doesn't give a fuck man on to ian gary versus Jeff Neal. Now, Jeff Neal coming into this fight had lost four out of his last six fights. And yeah, he's a decent fighter, but come on. If you're an undefeated fighter like Ian Gary, he's in there to help build your star. We all fucking know this. And there's been a lot made of, of Ian Gary, right? Like the whole family thing and what his situation is with his missus. Now, I don't really care. I, I don't like to talk about fight as personal lives. I think there's a line and I prefer not to cross that. But 
he really rates himself as a fighter and he thinks he's going to be one of the greatest ever and all of that right and he's talking beforehand saying i'll destroy him i'll do whatever i want with him when you talk like that and saying things like i don't know if i'm going to become too big of a star before this fight i might not even be able to go back to ireland i'll be too big of a star you have to deliver the performances and he didn't do that at all it was a safety first performance where he was on his bike running a lot yes he was landing and it, there was some good knees in there um some good kicks to the belly and stuff like that but in terms of serious damage inflicted on a on a lower level opponent i was expecting far more he played this as safe as humanly possible and if you want to talk about i'm going to destroy this guy i'm the next big thing not on that performance you're not now don't get me wrong talent wise i can see the talent he's a really tall long-rangey guy he's got good speed varies his strikes up nicely seems like a well-rounded fighter but up here the way you're talking and what you're delivering are two different things right now in that fight mate and if you want to talk like a killer and for us to believe it you've got to then look like one you didn't look anywhere near a killer in that fight and for jeff neal to put on such a low iq performance against you where he's constantly clinching and just wasting fucking time in there he was a sitting duck and that was an opportunity missed for you to put another high like real together and and state your case as a top guy you didn't look like a top guy in there and occasionally he took some shots to the chin and you're thinking if this lad can i mean look he's got a bit of power neil so fair enough but i'm not seeing enough man and you get to the third round and you're expecting gary to really put his foot down and really start putting the pressure on putting an exclamation point on who the boss is in that fight and he compares himself to mcgregor all the time and you're, you're waiting to see that sort of shit and he's just on his bike not engaging anywhere near enough it was this performance set his star back no doubt for me and the thing that really hurt this performance all the more was the way costa and whitaker showed how top fighters actually behave in the cage these two look like fucking warriors mentally the level jump from gary versus neil to whitaker versus uh, costa was massive we went from two guys just pissing around to two motherfuckers in there trying to take each other's head off total different level of fighting now whitaker's coming back off the loss uh, against duplessis it was a brutal loss as well so he really needed to come back with authority and costa is a, a very good fighter bit of a gatekeeper though so you're wanting to show dominance you're wanting to come back in style he made harder work of it than i thought now part of that is down to costa costa is capable of, on any given night of really turning up and putting on a really good performance and he did that but i thought whittaker would be just a level above and there was a moment in this fight where despite whittaker outpointing him and catching costa where costa put the fucking head kick right on the side of his head and it was towards the end of the first round and you had Whittaker again in deep trouble and you're wondering is the damage finally catching up to this guy because if that round had been a little bit longer left I think he's out of there and I think Costa finishes him. Not saying I've got total faith in Costa's IQ, but I think he looked really hurt. And I've got to give Costa credit because the way he disguises his head kicks, they come out of nowhere and they come very fast and they're very hard to prepare for. Now, credit to Whittaker because in round two, yes, he'd had a minute to recover, but is that enough? Apparently it was. He came back with a clearer head and he looked at absolute bollocks in round two. It was utter violence. He was destroying the legs of Costa, slowing him right down. Both guys sustained a lot of damage in 
that round but the speed advantage for Whittaker definitely gave him you know the advantage in terms of those exchanges he was getting there first and the IQ of this guy when he's on he's one of the best in the world that being said in the third round Whittaker for me was a little more tentative Costa was coming forward he was landing his jab really well that is a lightning quick jab actually from a big guy like him and he was putting his own leg kicks together and he, he, he had the will to win and he was really trying to come forward and win whereas Whittaker was going to outpoint him he, he was on his back foot on his bike being clever outlanding him and yeah he took the round but when the other guy's marching you down it doesn't leave you at the end of the fight feeling like yeah Whittaker's going to go and win that belt back I didn't feel that way I thought this was a closer fucking fight than I thought and if there was anyone about to be knocked out at one point in the fight it was Whittaker so yeah you're back it was a good performance against a really tough guy but I don't see you regaining that belt on to the main event Volkanovski defending his title against Teporia Teporia for a lot of people's money was the next McGregor this lightning striker who just devastating power at that feather weight weight class and with Volkanovski coming off the back of a knockout loss at lightweight coming back down how would he recover how would he come back would we see the McGregor moment that we've seen against Jose Aldo and the answer was yes Teporia showed I am the new school you are not on my level here he predicted I'm gonna go in there I'm going to hold that center, I'm going to march him down, and I'm going to land a big shot on him, and I'm going to put him to sleep. And that is exactly what he fucking did. Every time Deporia landed on Volkanovski, he got a reaction. And that's never a good sign. Volkanovski kind of looked bulletproof for a while in his career, you know? And he didn't look that in that fight. He looked a bit vulnerable. He looked like he was giving ground to the stronger guy. And despite having a bit of a rally in the end of the first round and coming back, he was picking his angles, and it, he was trying to outland him, but he was putting in a lot of energy and effort to stay away from the power shots and really not achieving a great deal despite outlanding him a bit at the end there he wasn't putting a dent in him which is what you need to do to get a striker like that's respect and at the beginning of the second round Teporia starts off with a lovely one-two Volkanovsky going back in a straight line chin up a little bit and I think Teporia is just was reading him so well and he marches forward towards Volkanovsky who backs in towards the cage and doesn't manage to circle away in the straight line and Teporia puts a four punch combination and that right hand lands and it knocks him dead as soon as it connects he is out and to watch a great fighter like that like Volkanovsky go out at the, at the weight class he was best suited to in my opinion it was wild and it really did remind me of that Aldo moment and with Volkanovsky being 35 years old you know that weight class is not like heavyweight where it's about power and this is about movement and speed and reflexes and the younger guys always prosper at featherweight it's no coincidence and with uh, Teporia being just turned 27 I think you could see the difference in athleticism in there Volkanovski afterwards you know it took him a long time to wake up which is another worrying thing he goes we'll do the rematch in Spain I'm like bro there ain't gonna be no rematch <laughs> like I don't think so anyway I wouldn't want to see the rematch because that fight was not competitive every time Teporia touched you you looked hurt and it didn't take many shots to put you to sleep what I would recommend is a long break with, for this guy's chin you get back to back quick knockouts you need to recover and then maybe think about some legacy fights right because what more does Volk have to prove man he's one of the greatest we've seen definitely the best featherweight I've seen in terms of just that reign that he put together dominant maybe go to lightweight and fight Poirier and people like you know some, some cool fights at that weight see how you get on there right now it reminds me a bit of Randy Couture where like Randy great fighter 
But when they get older, sometimes that chin just keeps getting clicked and that you can't take it anymore. And there was a lot of noise being made around Taporia about him being that next big star at Featherweight. And as an in-ring performer, absolutely, he's, he's electric to watch. Great fighter. On the microphone, not so much, to be honest. It was terrible. It was awful. It was wretched. Maybe it would sound better in Spanish. I don't know. But no, like, the guy can improve, right? I'm, I'm, I'm just joking. The guy can't improve. But talking is a big part of becoming a big star. And the energy on the microphone was just so flat that I'll be surprised if he becomes a big star. I think he's a lot more likely to become another one of what UFC have got many of, which is good fighters who aren't really that entertaining outside of the ring. But we'll see. I, I could be, I hope I'm wrong. But yeah, I don't want to see a rematch between those two guys. Gotta be honest. Let me know if you guys disagree. What did you think about all the fights on the card? Let us know in the comments. Hit that like button. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the Pain Game YouTube channel. And I'll see you on the next one. <laughs>